welcome back to the More Than Law podcast. I'm Miri Stickland, Knowledge Development Lawyer in the Commercial Real Estate team, and I'm joined today by three members of our graduate recruitment team. So we've got with us Vicky Towers, who's a partner in our CRE group and the current graduate recruitment partner. Hi there. And then alongside Vicky is Emily Holdstock, who's a partner in our construction team. And Emily is going to be taking over later this year from Vicky as graduate recruitment partner. Hi, Mary. And last but by no means least, we've got Holly Meldrum, who's from our HR team, and she is the coordinator of all our graduate recruitment efforts. Hi, Mary. Thanks all for joining me today. So today we're going to focus on this year's training contract process with deadlines sort of fast approaching. And the first question I want to ask is, you know, given the events over the last year or so, how does the process differ this year from previous years? Thanks, Mary. I think it's uh, Vicky Hale take that one. I suppose the most obvious thing is that rather sadly, we're not able to see candidates face to face. So the process has had to go virtual. Saying that, though, we feel like the assessment days we've run so far have have gone very well. um, And I hope that the candidates feel that way, too. In terms of virtual, what I mean is that reviewing the application forms themselves has been done all online, whereas historically and probably rather old school, we've sort of printed those application forms out and marked them that way. But um, that's been really useful and and great for sort of saving on paper, um, doing that online. And it's also allowed the panel, of which there are around 12 partners, to coordinate much more cohesively around the marking and reviewing answers, comparing. So I think that's been supremely helpful. Uh, And then as for the days themselves, the candidates all uh, come into the virtual room and we introduce ourselves and then we get into the assessments that they have to undertake throughout the day. Uh, There's also a lunchtime networking session, isn't there, Holly, which we arrange for some food to be delivered to the candidates' houses from a very well-known delivery company. So whilst it it has gone virtual, we've tried to maintain as much of that sort of personal approach that we pride ourselves on as possible. Um, I don't know if Emily or Holly want to comment as well. Yeah, well, we've partnered this year with a company called TopScore and they have allowed us to transfer the normal assessment day that we do in person virtually. So there's there aren't any differences really to any of the different exercises that the candidates do throughout the day. So everyone still does the interview with two assessors. They do a group exercise and they do the case study exercise all within the platform. So it's been it's been really good. All the candidates we've had really good feedback from the candidates who find the platform really easy to use, and it's been totally customised with our branding and everything. So it looks very good too. And it works very well, doesn't it, Holly? I think it's quite seamless as well. The transition, yeah, you kind of think that people get lost through these virtual platforms, but actually, um, TopScore made it really user friendly. Yeah. So when you log in on the day, you get to see your timetable. So it gives you a clear overview of what you're doing. And when you'll be doing it when you've got bricks and everything so yeah it's very easy to use there's been some advantages to carrying out the assessment centers virtually then both from the sort of sustainability angle and the fact that it's meant that we've sort of embraced technology a bit more than perhaps we used to absolutely and i just would also add that you know it allows us to see more candidates actually which has been great because we know there are, you know, so many brilliant candidates out there and that's always been the shame of doing it um, face-to-face perhaps as we are constrained by numbers. 
but this way we just we do get to see more people I thought I had more papers to mark this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry I didn't warn you about that did I and I think that so just to also add I think that rolls on quite nicely to the vacation scheme itself where you know we hopefully see more candidates coming through there as well because at the moment that's envisaged to be virtual too so it means there's more spaces and more scope for us to to see more candidates. Holly do you just want to run us through now the sort of key dates and deadlines for training contracts applications? Um, So the key deadline for any of the training contract applications is the 30th of June 2021 and then we will start to invite candidates to assessment days at the end of July start of August time all coming up soon but the months are flying by so it seems to you know be in June before we know it won't we and can I ask you all I might start with Emily because she's been quiet to this point Uh, could I ask you all for, for your sort of top tips for candidates for me Miri so I would say um obviously do your homework about why you want to apply for a training contract at Forsters specifically that obviously is kind of paramount for us it's something that we're looking for right from looking at the written application form there's a section on you know why the candidate wants to work at Forsters that's obviously something that we ask about in interview teased out in aspects of the, the case study and the group exercise that candidates will undertake on the um, assessment day itself so I would say really think about that at the off and also you know try and make yourself stand out it's obviously really difficult and we read a lot of forms and we we meet meet a lot of candidates but try and get your personality across in the written form itself and also on the day that's obviously quite difficult in a virtual environment but I think we've seen from the vacation scheme forms and also the assessment centres that it is very possible. And that's really important for us, obviously, because part of our job is working out how the cohort of trainees will fit together and what their personality types are and, and how they'll fit in with, um, with, with the teams at Forsters. There is a wealth of really helpful information, actually, on our Instagram page. There are some really great sound bites from, I think, eight or nine of our partners who are involved in the graduate recruitment process who've answered questions about what commercial awareness is and um, what makes trainees stand out. And actually, when I was listening back to them, it, it is amazing. Obviously, our, our panel of partners is from across the firm and everybody's looking for something slightly different. And so there, there's a real range of answers on there. So I would suggest to anybody who's thinking about applying to, to have a listen on there. Um, and I think there's some more sound bites which should be kind of uploaded imminently. So keep an eye on our Instagram page for sure. Vicky, anything you want to add to that? I mean, Emily's covered quite a lot there. And as she says, the sound bites are really helpful. And without watching to repeat any of them, I think one of my key top tips would be showing enthusiasm and drive you know there's all sorts of things that flow from that to Emily's point around understanding the firm you're going to that shows enthusiasm you know about where you want to be what you've thought through to get to where you are and and bringing something different to the cohort and and I think flowing from that is about being the best you can be and being yourself I I do think that's absolutely key because only if you're true to yourself can you really show others how good you are and rounding us off, Holly, what about from your perspective? I think a top tip, maybe from a practical perspective, we're doing all the virtual assessment days, is to make sure you log in with enough time and 
test all your cameras, test your sound and everything, because that can be really off-putting and nerve-wracking if suddenly you log into an interview and your sound's not quite right. So I would just make sure that you're logging in at least a day beforehand or on the good few hours beforehand and just make sure and test everything and test your connections and things. You know, we like to have a relaxed environment in all our assessment days. So I think that just will help you relax more as a candidate that you know that you've tested everything and you're ready to go um, when your assessments are scheduled. I think a follow on from that actually as well, Mary, is not to underestimate actually, it is quite a draining, quite an involved day, um, particularly virtually for the candidates. And just uh, certainly for me as an interviewer, it sounds really silly, but you know, having a bottle of water nearby making sure you're sitting somewhere comfortable and quiet, um, that you've got a packet of tissues in case you need to blow your nose, you know, silly things like that, but it, it all kind of contributes to making you feel comfortable in your surroundings and, and kind of ready to, to concentrate on, on the day itself and the exercises that you're being given. So as I mentioned earlier on, we have the forthcoming handover as graduate recruitment partner from um, Vicky to Emily. So Vicky, I just wanted to ask you what you sort of see as being your legacy and then the handover to Emily to talk about sort of the direction of travel and, and what the future is going to bring. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, it feels a bit of a turning point, really. I'm really sad to be sort of stepping away from the role but no it's going to be in fantastic hands with Emily and also I will still continue to be involved on the panel um, for as long as Emily has me she might kick me off after um, but um, I think I've really really enjoyed it it's been sort of quite a career defining moment for me actually in the sense of sort of shaping what the firm will become I hope um, and working with fantastic partners to develop the process you know it has to move with the times I, I'd like to hope that it is doing that and I've absolutely no doubt that Emily will continue to make um, a lot of headway in all the strands we've been looking at over the last few years one of which is sort of aiming to improve the diversity really not only of the applicants but of course the candidates being successful and and getting training contracts and I'd like to think that we're sort of seeing the results of that, you know, it's a slowly and surely and there's, there's always a way to go with these things. But I'd like to hope that that's something that um, I've, I've worked on and, and can be seen through my efforts, really, and that of the panel, as I say, and, and Holly and all the support that we've got within the firm. And it's been fantastic meeting so many different candidates over the years. You know, everyone has been brilliant in their own way. And as I said earlier, it's just a shame we can't see more. And, and give more training contracts. But um, yeah, I'd like to think that's my legacy. And Emily, what does the future hold? Oh, it's very exciting, isn't it? Uh, I'm really excited. I was really honoured actually to be asked to, to take on the graduate recruitment partner role. Um, I trained at the firm, so I've sort of seen right from when I was recruited, when I was still at university, and I've been, I've kind of worked my way through the system as a trainee and an associate and now ultimately a partner. So that's really exciting for me. And I think one of the things that Forsters does really well is recruits a really kind of broad range of trainees every year. And it's it's really rewarding to see them kind of rising through the ranks and, and for so many of them to now be kind of making partner and to have kind of such significant roles across the firm in whatever that you know whatever they choose to do whether it's sport or being involved in sustainability initiatives or the diversity committee 
so that's a real privilege and I'm really looking forward to kind of getting stuck in really and helping Vicky obviously to recruit our new recruits for this cycle and then obviously having responsibility alongside Holly and the rest of the team and Vicky if I let her on the panel next year to, to kind of you know shape the future I think as Vicky said obviously you know diversity is really important and and that's diversity in all respects you know gender race religion disability um, and diversity of background you know we don't want a cohort of trainees who've all done law degrees at the same university we want people who've got interesting backgrounds maybe people who've had careers beforehand you know we're really open-minded about that and obviously the greater diversity of thought we have the more successful a firm will be we've recently joined the sustainable recruitment alliance which is not just a graduate recruitment thing but it's a sort of wider policy about sustainability within recruitment um, so we'll be looking more again I think at that and um, continuing our partnerships with organisations like Rare Recruitment and Bright Networks to, to make sure that we're seeing the right people and, and that they're working their way through the system. So yes, very exciting. Thank you all so much for joining me today. As Emily mentioned, we are on Instagram. You can also find us on all the other social media platforms and our other podcasts are available to listen to on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or any of your usual podcast providers. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.